give out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Now entering the game for Philly Press Box Radio, Bill Furman and Jim Chet Chesko. It's Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable brought to you by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, PA. Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA and the Edge of Philly Sports Network. I'm Bill Furman. I'll be your host tonight along with my partner, Jim Chet Chesko. And hey, Chet, if there's been a slower week in Philly sports, this might be it. Um, the Eagles season is over. The NBA is in the all-star break. The Flyers are on a Western Canada swing. And Philly spring training games haven't started yet. Uh, is it time to maybe catch a breath? Nah. Nah. <laughs> There's still plenty to talk about in Philly sports. You know what? I think we did need this little break. It's going to pick up again real soon, Bill, with the Sixers to start it up again and look to improve their playoff position. The Flyers coming back home. Uh, the Phillies playing some actual games, as you mentioned, this weekend. And, oh, yeah, March Madness, although it may be one of those extremely rare years that no Philly teams make it to the big dance. Oh, well, I'm still worn out from the Super Bowl and you know all that went ahead of that. And after that, they're still talking about it every day on the radio, particular plays and uh, coaching decisions every single day. It's time to get past all that. So, yeah, we need this little break. And then we can start talking about Phillies and Sixers and whatever else. Well, and, and it's funny you say that because it's on my list to talk about a, a little bit of that can't let go of the Eagles thing. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that a little bit later yeah. on. You know, we said last week we were going to put that to bed, but um, we have fans that don't want to put it to bed. Interesting. Oh, I know. It's, it's over. You lost. You know, the game is over. There were mistakes made, but now you move on from there. So, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yes, we will. Hey, we have a great guest uh, tonight joining us in D. Lineham. She makes her return to Philly Press Box Radio. I don't even know what, how many times it's been. It's been a pile. Number 20. She is the third member of the 20 Visit Club, joining Brandon Lee Gowton and Ray Didinger. So, yeah, Dee's uh, always great to talk to. She gives us great insight about what's ahead for the Sixers over the final third of the season, 25 games, actually. And we actually have also a bit of an extended interview with our friend from the Irish Rover, Chris Gaskill, as that great bar and restaurant prepares to celebrate a couple of anniversaries this week. Yeah, okay. We're looking forward to that. Hey, did you get a note that popped up on your screen about uh, a Facebook problem maybe tonight? And Robbie, I saw Robbie also made a note that she's having trouble with Facebook. Yep, it says right there we are having trouble streaming to Facebook. This may be an issue on Facebook's end. So, boy, if somebody is possible, uh, tell them to switch over to YouTube. Well, Damn Facebook. And then it just popped on and said you are live with a check mark. So, <laughs> Maybe we're back in business. I don't know. Robbie, hang in there. Um, if you're, well, you're, you text, you message this, so you've got to be on here with us somewhere. But uh, yeah, so if yeah. you are watching on Facebook, let us know. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, hey, Jed, let's talk. So, Philly's uh, first full squad practice was yesterday. Uh, the first games are this Saturday, a little split squad game with the Yankees and the Tigers. Uh, you excited about spring training this year? 
you know what? Uh, you'd think that maybe I would be since they made it to the series last fall, but I'm not quite ready for it. I don't maybe because the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. We were so focused on that. The Sixers are playing well. We had the short offseason for baseball. So I'm not quite in that baseball frame of mind just yet. I'm sure that's going to change, you know, maybe by early March, but uh, I'm not quite there yet. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've said this for years. I'm not the big, uh, big spring training guy as far as the details of spring training is for the guys to get their work. It's fun to go to. Fun, fun to go to the games, and it's it's great. The weather's always great. 90 degrees today, by the way. Um, <laughs> crazy, huh? They're having a it's blizzard. 70 at, here. 70 here in Jersey tomorrow. Yeah, and they're having a blizzard out in the Midwest, and it's 90 in Florida. Go go figure that all out. But, yeah, well, it's going to be like 36 here on Saturday, so crazy. Wow. Wow. But, you know, it, it's fun to go, and it's fun for people to come down and, and get to visit with a lot of fun, a lot of people. But, uh, you know, the um, the games are meaningless. It's just guys getting get work, and uh, the unfortunate thing, and uh, I know you're coming down for a while, I guess, over St. Patrick's weekend. Um, yeah. Tickets are hard to come by for the Phillies. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, after that run last September, October into November, uh, they're popular again. So <laughs> they're yeah. going to have some sellouts down in Clearwater. They're going to have some sellouts at the ballpark. So. Hmm. Yeah, Robbie's on with Facebook, at least for now. So, Robbie, we yeah. appreciate that. And uh, if anybody else, there you go. Robert Moser's on. So maybe maybe it's fixed, and hopefully it stays fixed. Yeah, they couldn't uh, find us on Facebook earlier, but now they did. But uh, some of these other folks say, uh, oh, yeah, there's Robbie before. Now she's on. Yep. Uh, there oh, you go. Wow. Jane's on, Joe. They're, they're, they're catching up. Whatever happened oh, on Facebook must be resolved. Hey, for, so uh, for everybody so, who just joined us on Facebook, you missed Bill and I singing our long-awaited duet, and we're not going to replay that for you. So sorry, you missed it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, oh, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> we got a comment. Are you mad? Are you what's it say? Are you mad they lost the Super Bowl to the best team in the league? Well, we got a Chiefs fan checking in. A rare Kansas City Chiefs fan. Well, maybe we do, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really mad that they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm mad that the way they lost it to the Kansas City Chiefs. That's yeah. what I'm mad about. I mean, here's the deal. I think the Eagles had the better roster, and they lost by three points. And it was because of mistakes. You had the hurts. Here we are. We we're talking about the game again, just like they are on the radio. But they lost because of three or four crucial mistakes. So yeah, I'm mad because they lost, but. I mean, Kansas City made fewer mistakes, and they deserve to win. Yeah, and I and I would go further if they're going to lose to somebody. I just soon them lose to Andy Reid. Uh, I'm 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 okay with that. What I'm mad about is they had a ten point halftime lead and couldn't close the deal. That's yeah. what I'm mad about. Yeah, yeah. So hey, let's jump back over and talk Phillies for a minute. I, I wanted to ask you, uh, Chet, the um, Andrew Painter. Andrew Painter looks like he's going to get all the looks in the world. Are you excited to see that fifth starter spot go to a, a young kid? And uh, if Andrew Painter's ready, are you ready to bring him north uh, yes. as, as the five man? I am. And I know they're going to watch his innings. So uh, he won't be starting probably every fifth day, assuming he is the fifth starter. They'll give him some, you know, occasional skipped starts. Uh, which is okay. I mean, they have a lot of days off in those first two months of the season anyway. So they want to limit his 
innings and make sure his arm, you know, stays good. He's a 19-year-old kid, but you don't want to overwork him and get him in over his head. So, oh, I'm excited. I mean, all the reports are that he's he's the real deal. He apparently looked good today, other than a home run that Schwerber hit off him in uh, practice down there. But uh, he, he hit a lot off of a lot of people. Yeah, last, uh, last which year. is also good to see. So, yeah, I'm very excited about a young guy, perhaps being in the starting rotation. That's that's awesome. All right, and and, and one final comment uh, without going down the lineup. How excited are you to see that Trey Turner in the lineup every day at shortstop and probably in the leadoff spots? That really, uh, yeah. that really excites you. It does. Yeah, it sounds like he's really fitting in. He he loves it down there. He loves his new teammates. He's hitting foul balls that are, you know, wrecking cars out there. So, uh, yeah, it's great. I can't wait to see him in action and hopefully in the leadoff spot. I guess he'll be one of the guys who's playing in the World Baseball Classic in March, so he'll be gone for a little while. But, hey, it's all good. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, not not so much spring training as, as getting to the season and getting ready to go. And uh, the odds makers don't seem to be uh, as excited about the Phillies as we are. Um, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, we, we love the underdog thing in Philadelphia, so that's all right. Yes, we do. And one all right. we didn't get to talk about this previously because it happened last Thursday. Uh, we lost Tim McCarver, a uh, great, great ball player, had a very long career, parts of four decades, uh, lefty's personal catcher for a while, and then a Phillies broadcaster in the 80s. Uh, he's a good-looking guy back in the day. So Tim McCarver we lost last Thursday. Uh, rest easy, Tim. Absolutely. Four decades he played in. Four decades. Yep. Yep. Four decades. Hey, I, 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 we got a comment here that I just can't pass on by. Uh, Furman doesn't want to bring up Castellanos. Well, I'm going to tell you, Big John, I, I, I told you before the football season that Jalen Hurts was going to have a monster year. And Jalen Hurts had a monster year. And I'm going to tell you right now, before the first pitch live pitch of spring training is Nick Castellanos is going to have a solid year I won't say he'll have a 40 home run year I'm going to tell you he's going to have a solid year and he is going to be way better than what you thought and wanted to run him out of town uh with those other people last year so we'll we'll talk a lot more about Nick as we go but uh Nick's going to be fine yeah, I think he's going to have a better year. I, I just turned my microphone up a little bit. It somehow got knocked down a notch. So if I sound louder, it's because I just noticed it was down too low. But anyway, yeah, I think Nick's going to have a solid year. I agree. And, uh, Bill, I usually prepare pretty well for our show, but I forgot one thing today. I forgot that today was National Margarita Day, so I didn't bring any of the you know, the, the juice or the tequila. Or, and so I got to drink a beer instead. I, I thought at some point the blender was going to fire up today. Yeah, you know? I wish. I was not prepared, but happy National Margarita Day, everybody. There you go. <laughs> well, hey, Chad, Sixers are at the All-Star break. Joel Embiid is the team's only representative, um, by the way, but Sitting three games out of first place in the East, 38-19, uh, pretty good record. But, hey, the big story of the week is Mac McClung. Ever heard of him? Putting on a dunk clinic to win the slam dunk contest. He was fun to watch, and he got to meet Dr. J and get handed an award uh, from, the, from the doctor. Yeah, a guy most of us never heard of at all until the middle of last week when the Sixers said they were calling him up on this you know two-way contract and that he was going to be in the dunk contest. I said, what? I didn't get to watch it live. I was actually out seeing my guys in Fat Mez Saturday night. 
but it was on a TV at the bar that I was at, and I did catch bits and pieces of it live, and then I saw that he actually won, and I made sure that I watched all the highlights the next morning, and it was pretty cool. What a, what a thrill for that young man, who, by the way, was the rookie of the year in the G League last year, and he's having a solid year again this year. Yeah, Georgetown guy, you know, obviously uh, he played major college basketball, so we'll see what happens for him, you know, and if nothing else, if that was his 15 minutes of glory, um, so be it. But, uh, you know, if you're going to go out and have some glory, do it with a bang, and he, he certainly did. Yeah, he really did. So it was exciting for him, and it's going to be exciting if and when he does get in a game with the Sixers when they're back home later this week. So yeah. uh, way to go, Mac. He was getting tweets from Shaq and uh, Steph Curry and, uh, you know, Charles, all of them. They, everybody tweeting him up and uh, cool cool stuff for the kid. Yeah, whatever happens, it's, this is something he will never, ever forget, you know, for the that's next right. 60 years. That's right. He probably would rather get paid in the NBA, but that, yeah. that's a whole other story. Yep. <laughs> all right. Hey, you had a chance to visit with longtime Sixers reporter D. Lineham just this afternoon. D obviously is all over the place, busy as she always is. So we have a Delaware Blue Coats game tonight. That's where she is. Yes. Uh, so what's D's take on Matt McClung, Mac McClung and the Sixers heading down a stretch? Well, we do talk about Mac. Uh, D is Haras himself, of course, still extremely busy, as you alluded, still squeezing in golf whenever she possibly can. And yeah, we talked all things Sixers in our conversation. And here is that chat. The 76ers are heading into the final 25 games of the regular season. Hopefully there'll be a lengthy postseason after that. Let's talk about it with a woman who's been covering this team since 1997, if you can believe that, the great D Lineham. Hey, D, welcome back. Wow, when you say 1997, that feels long. <laughs> that was Larry Brown's first year as head coach, I believe. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. All right, so D, as we speak, the Sixers are about to return from a lengthy All Star break. Back in early December, they were 12 and 12. Since then, they've gone 27 and 6. How are you feeling about this Sixers team? Yeah, that night that they went to 12-12 and 12 was a double overtime loss in Houston. Um, and they played very good basketball since then, to be honest with you. Uh, I think they were just a little slow out of the gate. Um, I think they've kind of found their identity in a way. Uh, Tyrese Maxey being hurt kind of allowed them to figure out lineups that work well together when he came back. And him playing with that second unit has helped both the starting lineup have the better defensive start and it's helped this second unit um, come with some energy and momentum changing things when Doc goes to his bench. So I think the combination uh, has helped and and good health obviously is a big yeah. part of it. Harden got healthy, uh, Maxi got healthy and Bede's pretty, have been pretty strong too. So um, let's hope they can continue it for these final 25. Yeah, that's always a question. Joel Embiid, 33 points a game, 10.2 rebounds. It's going to be really nice if they can have him healthy for an entire playoff run for a change. Can you make sure that happens, D, please? <laughs> well, <laughs> a lot of his injuries have had last year. The two injuries happened in the postseason. Yeah. So it's not as if he's limped in um, some of the ones in the past he has. And the one year that he was actually healthy, was the year they were in the bubble and he didn't have his running mate at the time uh, in Ben Simmons because he was hurt. So uh, I think, you know, good health is definitely going to be a big part of it. 
And the other part, in fairness, I mean, the competition is pretty strong in the East. So even though the Sixers have played really well since the date you cited when they were 500, so has Boston, so has Milwaukee, um, Cleveland. I think Brooklyn, to me, I think they're going to play hard, but they are not as scary a team with no Durant and no Kyrie. Um, but those other teams, you know, they're 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 equally saying, you know, we're we're doing some good things, and they hope to have a long postseason run as well. I got to be honest, I was skeptical about how much James Harden, at age thirty three and a half, uh, had left in the tank, but he's been wow. pretty impressive this year. Do you agree? Oh, he's been great. Personally, I think he deserved to be an All Star, though. Yeah. He's probably uh, grateful that he didn't have to participate in that sham, I would call it, because it's become a horrific event to watch but his play was certainly deserving of him being there i love his game right now you know obviously he's leading the league in assists um and he's also scoring 20 points i said if he was 18 and 10 that you would the fan base would be happy and he's above that right now and i think you can see you know what the dividends are is that your team is third in the east um, this year's new additions, including P.J. Tucker, DeAnthony Melton, Montrez Harrell, Daniel House, uh, there was something of a mixed bag. I know Tucker was, you know, never a big scorer, but he's been a non-factor offensively the great majority of games. There aren't many starting forwards in the league averaging just 3.4 points and 3.9 rebounds per game. Were they expecting more from him? I know he's a good defender, but were they expecting a, a little more from him, do you think? But he's more than a good defender. I mean, he gets the top assignment every time. He's yeah. given Giannis trouble. He gave Tatum trouble. He gives them all trouble. So when your team is winning the way they are, and, you know, the you got to look at the big picture. I mean, I know there was a Reggie right. Evans back in the day. But this is what you brought this guy here for, to be able to defend those top guys and to be able to bring that also in the postseason. So. I also don't think they get him the ball that much, to be honest with you. It, yeah. He he doesn't get shot attempts, so uh, and he can't be blamed for that. You know, they should probably kick it to him in the corner more than they do. He does make it if you find him there. Um, so I think people make a, a lot about that. But you cited how what their record has been since the twelve yeah. and twelve, and he's part of it. So uh, I I don't see the same problem as other people. All right. We mentioned Tyrese Maxey earlier. You mentioned him coming off the bench the last month or so. Do you like what Coach Rivers has done with uh, doing that, putting him in the second unit? I do because he still gets the same minutes and yeah. he still closes out games. Um, I just give. I think it gives your team um, with DeAnthony Melton in the starting lineup. It gives you a better chance to start defensively on a better note. I, I was not a big fan of it being Maxi and Harden. You know, they're not going to, and you're talking about garden perimeter guys and a lot of these teams, you know, they're their best players. So having a guy like Melton to be able to put him on one of the top perimeter guys, whoever the opponent is, to me is great. And then having a guy like Maxi to be the first guy you turn to and turn, he's instant offense. I mean, who doesn't love that when you turn to your bench? So uh, I, I think it's worked out quite well. How about Tobias Harris? Whenever he, you know, has a, a bad game, you hear a lot of people criticizing him because he's got the big contract. What do you think about Tobias Harris this year? Um, I think he's adjusted pretty well. So before, let's just go back to last year, he really had to make the adjustment after they traded for Harden. 
But, you know, before that, I mean, he's the guy who's like going to back down his defender. Uh, now he's he has to catch and shoot. When he gets it, it's a catch and shoot guy. That's what he has to be now. I think he's I think he's done pretty well. Uh, yeah. I really don't think you could go across their their top six, maybe even seven, and you, you should be pretty happy with them. Well, speaking of the bench, uh, are you okay with how the coach has managed the rotation? Do you have faith in Glenn Doc Rivers, D? Well, obviously, it would say to me that he's not sure what he wants to do with the backup center position. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, Paul Reed had a chance in the beginning. Then it seemed, you know, Montrez was going to be his guy. And uh, then he, right before the break, Paul was getting some minutes again. They went and got um, Deadman. Uh, so it seems to me that he's not comfortable with whatever they decide to do there. And I would hope that he has that cleared up because obviously that was a big thing last year. He he didn't play Paul Reed at all. Yeah. And once they got to the postseason, he had to play him. So, um, you know, you want Embiid in the postseason to be in the high 30s minutes-wise. But you also don't want when he goes to the bench that everything falls to the wayside. And the defensive numbers when he's on the court versus when he's not are pretty significant, which does point to how strong a defender he is and what you have in that guy. Um, but I'd like them to have at least show that they feel confident in what they're going to do with that backup center position. So, Diaz, I put up the NBA East standings. Mm -hmm. um, I think those three teams, the top three, are indeed the cream of the crop. How do you see the rest of the season playing out, you know, for the Celtics, Bucks, and 76ers? Does it matter whether you're a one or a two or a three? We know the Sixers got bounced in the second round two years ago, even as a top seed. Sure. Um, so, I do think they are, uh, as you called it, the cream of the crop. Uh, I think you can have trouble with some of those teams below. I don't think that – I think those top three should win a seven-game series in the first round, uh, in my opinion. I think it would be difficult to beat them in a seven-game series. Um, I do I, – I always think, you know, look, if you use the example of what that happened two years ago, you lose on your home floor. So, But yeah. I think by and large, you know, I think Toronto was glad they had the game seven a couple of years ago when they had the quadruple doink. Um, that would be preferred when you get in a situation like that to be able to have the home court. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to, you know, get it done against a pretty high quality team. And the other thing is, is both the Celtics and the Bucks, they've been there. The Sixers are still trying to get there. And I mean, I just look around and experience is huge. Yeah. And the Bucks are red hot right now. They've won what, 12 or 13 in a row. Yeah, in a row. Hey. D, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about what happened last Saturday night before the All-Star game out in Salt Lake City. For those who didn't see, I'm talking about this young guy. I'm worried about the guy holding the other guy. Some point he's going to go down. Oh, that's a 50. That's a 50. Uh, I got to see if he hit the backboard. That's a 50. It's it's a so you got to see if he hit the You see how everyone's standing, including us? Young fella, and a reverse. I have one thing to say. Welcome to the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the NBA. Uh, obviously, he has great hops, which yes. also helps because it makes it look like he's so high, right? Um, 
No, I mean, I, I said, take advantage of the moment. You know, well, what I will be interested in seeing is, you know, they signed them to the two way deal right yeah. before the all star. I this is just me guessing. I have no information on this, but I think they signed him to the two way so that he could wear the Sixers jersey. Personally, you know, because I've worked for the Blue Coats for a long time and people in that organization work really, really hard. I was hoping he would wear uh, a Blue Coats jersey. But for the kid to want to feel a real part of the NBA slam dunk contest, I understand why wearing the Sixers jersey would be a big deal. I just hope they keep him on the two way through the rest of the year. Yeah, I want to see him play a few games with the Sixers. Uh, now, you have been watching him with the Blue Coats. We know he's averaging, mm-hmm. what, 19 points a game. He averaged, I think, 21 or more last year in, in a different organization. How good is he? Does he have a future in the league? Well, all right, first of all, last year he was the Rookie of the Year in yeah. the G League. Um, second, when he – so he was played at Georgetown for two years, and then he uh, transferred to Texas Tech. When he was at Georgetown, he shot 40% from the floor. That wasn't, that's not good enough. He's now shooting 50% from three this year. So nice. he's, yeah, he's shooting 50% from three. He's also become um, a more selfless player. And I don't mean that in a negative way before, but you know, when you're a guard, you gotta be a guy who can distribute. You're, if you're gonna make it an NBA you know, team, you're going to be probably sitting at the end of the bench. So you got to be able to do things. They have their scores. They have their Embiid's, Maxis, and Hardens. So you got to be able to do some little things. I think his defense has definitely gotten better as this year has gone on. And I give a little bit of credit to uh, Kobe Carl because he's developed some, some guys here. And I would say Mac definitely has a chance for sure. Well, when he is spotted in the Wells Fargo Center by the fans, he's certainly going to get a great, uh, you know, ovation. Uh, we know that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The, we uh, have had quite a exciting few months on the Philly sports scene with the Phillies getting into the World Series, the Eagles to the Super Bowl, both coming up short of the ultimate goal, of course. How much fun has it been doing your weekend shifts at 97.5 The Fanatic? Yeah, um, it's funny because, you know, a lot of times people say, you get more interaction when people get the opportunity to complain. But I think it's it's actually been really good for the city and people have enjoyed uh, the winning ways, if you will. I thought it was a little tough leading up to the Super Bowl because you had a lot of people that were so convinced the Eagles were going to handle it with ease. Yeah. And, and even though they had a lot of statistical things that uh, or even matchups where you thought your guy was the better at that particular position. I mean, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, I just didn't think what, you know, as a fan base, people were giving them uh, enough credit. And also, if the line is minus one and a half, it says it's pretty evenly matched. And that's not just about the money that people are laying on it. So uh, that was the only thing. It was difficult to navigate like you know hey they're gonna give you a game people um but yeah it's been fun all right d uh enjoy the rest of your birthday week gonna be a nice warm day tomorrow maybe sneaking a little golf i do have a tea time i do in the morning (laughs) shocking shocking (laughs) d line and fun chat as always let's hope for a great next few months for the sixers take care thanks so much jim have a great one d always excellent good stuff with the sixers and with uh mac yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, hey, one thing I didn't get to talk with D about 
was the fact that the Sixers have a real tough schedule coming up. They, in fact, have the toughest schedule in the NBA over the rest of the season. Um, as you can see, winning percentage 541 for their remaining opponents. They got their next two games are against the Grizzlies, who are very good, and the Celtics, who always seem to give the Sixers fits. And then in March, 12 of their 17 games are on the road. So it's not going to be easy for the Sixers. So uh, they got to get whatever wins they can if they want to, you know, hold on to third place or you know, move up in those standings. Yeah. And I believe there's two with Boston and, and two with Milwaukee uh, still to play, right? Yeah, I think so. So uh, it's going to be tough next five weeks. Well, and they, they do need to hold on to that third spot. If they can't move up, the Bucks Bucks can't win all their games. Uh, yeah. Sooner or later, <laughs> they're going to they're going to lose a few. But uh, Sixers need to be staying right there on that doorstep and, and yeah. sneak up if they can. And the higher they get, the better they they are, I think. Going to be interesting. All right. Um, one final comment. I said yep. this to you last week. I'll ask it to you again. You ready to play the play them out here, or you start resting them? I would give them occasional rest, Bill. I know you're not a huge fan of that, but you well, know, I'm a little more of a fan at this stage of the season, though. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I would rest Embiid occasionally. I would rest Harden occasionally. Embiid's got you know injury issues, as we know. Harden's getting up there in age, so yeah, I would give them an occasional day off and uh, get everybody as close to 100% as possible come May. Yeah. Hey, did you uh, did you watch the NBA All-Star d- d- debacle? The sham, as uh, D called it. I watched uh, about a quarter and a half. I really wanted to see what happened ahead of time, which was the drafting of the players. That was kind of cool, you know, the playground-style drafting. I'll take you. I'll take him. Uh, that was fun, and then I, I liked the introductions. And I watched, like I said, about a quarter and a half. But, yeah, it's... It's a waste. Yeah, no they, defense. I, I'm waiting for them to rename the league the the LeBron James League. Uh, <laughs> there was so much love for LeBron. It was it was yeah. kind of crazy to watch. But hey, that's what I guess they think sells, and that's what this is all about. That's for sure. Don't tell anybody, but yeah, after a quarter and a half, I switched over to American Idol, making it a season premiere. <laughs> I, I can't blame you. All right. Hey, winter is here, along with some cold weather coming this weekend. You're going to be staying home, spending more time on your couch than you are in your car. It's time for you to start saving with Allstate's pay as you go auto insurance. Yeah, Bill, Allstate's pay as you go auto insurance puts you in control. You only pay for the miles you drive with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers. Pay for mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs. See how much you can save with pay for mile car insurance by calling your local agent in Westchester, Pennsylvania. That is Dave LaVoy. Call Dave at 610-430-0700. Once again, 610-430-0700. And start to save more now that you are driving less. That's right. Hey, Chet, I wanted to jump back. We, we can't get off this football thing quite yet. Um, season's ended. Both coordinators are gone. Coaches hiring slash promotions are being made. Penalty calls the fans um, throwing players, ex players, names in the ring for coaching positions. Dawkins, Joiner. Uh, we said we were putting this 2023 20, 23 season behind us, but uh, seems we just can't do it. Yeah, we can. And you mentioned uh, former players. A lot of people would love to see Seth Joiner be named defensive coordinator of the Eagles. That, that, that's a joke, you know. It's a joke? Yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> How so? Well, you should actually have to be a coach before you 
become a coach? Yeah, yeah. I, it's not going to happen. But, I mean, I, the people are serious about it. And Seth is serious that he would like to be considered for it. But, yeah, it's not going to happen, certainly. No. So, uh, might want to pay your dues. Just because you're a good player yeah. does not make you a good coach. Yeah, and I don't think he's the kind of guy the Eagles want because he's a little too vocal. And, you know, I think they want a little more control of their coaching staff, if you know what I'm saying. But anyway, yeah, lots of talk by Birds fans. Uh, I, I, as I said at the top, I'm done scrutinizing the agonizing loss. It happened. It's behind us. We move on. Now we got to think about, you know, who the new coordinators are going to be, uh, make decisions about who you're going to try to resign, who you're going to let walk. Miles Sanders, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Jalen Hurts is going to have to get paid. You got to figure out that contract and who you might be able to, you know, keep as free agents. Who you're going to go after with your remaining money uh, when the free agent signing period opens up? So, lots of decisions to make. Stop looking back at what happened February 12th. Well, I have uh, interesting comment. John Clark uh, tweeted today. I love Philly. Just bring me back. I hope they bring me back. Miles Sanders is a free agent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw uh, he actually, somebody asked him what he would say to Howie. He, and Miles said, Tell Howie I love him and I hope he wants me back. So, right. Well, yeah, we'll see. Hey, one, one last back. comment. And maybe the, our Chiefs fan is still on here. I, he's, he's been putting a bunch of comments up there. The MVP of the Super Bowl, Chet. Why does it have to be the winning quarterback when the best player on the field happened to be the losing quarterback? It doesn't have to be, and it's happened what a couple of times that it, uh, a losing player got a Chuck Howley, you know, four yeah, years like, ago. Was there another one? Yeah, there, there's like two and or three in the history. Yeah. The best player on that field on that day was Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I agree. Um, it gets into the whole question of, you know, what does most valuable mean? And can you really be that valuable if your team doesn't win? It's like when, you know, Mike Schmidt won the MVP and the Phillies stunk. So it depends how you want to view most value. If you're talking about the best player on the field, yeah, it was definitely Jalen Hurts on February 12th. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a bummer, I think. I mean, you, you can't play any better than Hurts did. His team just didn't end up with as many points as the other team. He was the best player on the field. Yeah, I hear you. No argument. All right. Hey, let's move on. Let's give a shout-out to all the shows at the Edge of Philly Sports Network this week. Football season has ended, but hasn't slowed down the coverage. You can catch it all on www.eopsports.com, as well as Edge of Philly Sports on YouTube. You can find our show, Philly Press Box Radio, YouTube channel as well. Don't be shy about hitting that subscribe, follow, and like button. And as always, share with your friends. We didn't have a new EOP graphic to put up. Big Al was under the weather the last few days. He says he's feeling better now. So, uh, you know, it's the same lineup pretty much every week. Um, so, yeah, follow us especially and the rest of the shows too, edgeaffiliatesports.com. And if you can, get to the Irish Rover tomorrow night, Bill. Yeah, tell us what's going on. You, uh, well, never mind. I'm just going to leave it with you. Go. Yeah, I had a great chat with uh, Chris earlier, and uh, she's going to tell us all about not only the event Thursday night, but a little history about the Irish Rover.
As everybody who enjoys Philly Press Box Radio knows, our longest-running sponsor is the Irish Rover Station House. And they're in a bit of a celebratory mood this week. Let's talk about it with this young lady from the Irish Rover Station House, Christina Gaskill. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chet. Thanks for having me. Chris, before we get to the specifics about Thursday's celebration, let's talk a little history. I mentioned previously that when I moved to the area back in 1984, the first bar my radio station boss took me to was the old Irish Rover on Business Route 1 in Pendell. Now, you're just a kid, of course, compared to me, but uh, <laughs> what do you know about the original Rover? Didn't that one open in the mid-70s? Yes, it's been the Rover since like 79, somewhere around there. There was maybe two or three previous owners before us. Tracy, the owner currently at the Rover, and her husband bought the place in 97. I was not old enough to be in at the moment. Um, <laughs> fast forward a couple years later, I came to work for Tracy with you know office work, and then slowly but surely I've learned everything else. What did happen to the business those initial you know 16 years or so? Did the business outgrow that location? Yeah, so originally it was just Tracy and her husband, George, in Pendell. And then, yeah, we were, you know, it was a biker bar, if you can imagine that, uh, back yeah. in the day when Tracy bought it. And, you know, she turned this small little divey place into something really special. And, you know, fast forward to 2012, we were busy every night and running out of room and space. And uh, this opportunity came up with Tracy's husband's cousin, Ray. Uh, about maybe a partnership and relocating and the idea seemed insane at the time but all in all it was fantastic it was a wild couple years getting us started because you know we just thought like ah you know we'll just hop over there and it'll just be you know like it is and we had a huge learning curve but it's been great yeah, so this new location, it was kind of a mashup of two different businesses, and you can see it's a much bigger place, much fancier. What was the other business that it merged with? So, historically before that, it had been Kazmiri's uh, forever, and then it was Joseph's Garden Grill, and then we bought it from Kellen's, so it was Kellen's Station House. And mm -hmm. at that point, they turned it into a sports bar, but kind of left a lot of uh, the old motif from Joseph's. But uh, the biggest thing was there was only 10 seats at the bar, so uh, when we went in to look at it, I remember thinking like, oh my God, 10 seats, like we got 50 now, like what are, what are we gonna do? So uh, we closed our doors and we pulled out the bar and put the bar that's there now, which is humongous and prayed that we got it open in time. And somehow with like no sleep and a lot of help from friends, we did it. And it's probably one of like, I don't know, my favorite memories is like that week, the chaos that ensued and opening night and, uh, there's so many things, but I'll save those stories for Thursday when I see you and anyone else that wants to hear. But there's a lot of a lot of good stories in there. Yeah, I think my cousin Art was actually one of the carpenters and architects involved in that whole yeah, remodeling, which is kind of cool. Great. He actually designed the layout of the bar, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I don't know, it's amazing. All the people that just pitched in to help to make it happen for us. Okay, so it's 10 years since the move to the nice, big, beautiful spot that we now know as the Irish Rover Station House, and it does call for a celebration. So what is happening tomorrow, Thursday? So Thursday night, we're just inviting, you know, all of our friends and family out to join us. Uh, we're going to do uh, our happy hour is going to be extended till 8 o'clock uh, for beers and food, and we've got a ton of stuff to give away. Um, we've got some, I've got this great spin the wheel. You can win some prizes. We're just looking to celebrate with everyone who made it happen. This place has been uh, really unique, I think, as far as restaurants go. Um, 
I love hearing everybody's stories about like what brought them to the river first and why they stayed. I mean, our customers are like family to me. I can't imagine, you know, going through every day without them. So we just wanted to be able to give back and celebrate and say thank you to everybody who, you know, let us do this for so long. Hey, the other day on Facebook, you guys asked uh, your customers, what's everyone's favorite thing to order at the Rover? For me, it's the sweet and spicy wings. Uh, what are the most popular food items there? Well, wings definitely, but I think you're outvoted with the sweet and spicy. It's generally the gourmet or the garlic Romano, but uh, <laughs> I'm partial to sweet and spicy. It makes you feel any better, Chet. Um, mm -hmm. The filet sandwich, our Reuben, uh, the prime rib dinner on Wednesday. People are loving. Got a lot of comments about that, which was great. Um, there's a lot on the menu, but... Those are the top ones, I think. Definitely in the top five. Emerald chips, too. Well, Chris, happy 10th anniversary, happy 26th anniversary, and here's to many more wonderful years in business. And as always, thanks for the support that you guys have given Philly Press Box Radio over the last several years. Hope we can get back there for a fourth time for a live on remote show there this summer. Can't wait. You guys are so much fun to work with. We love having you live. All right. It's the Irish Rover Station House on Bellevue Avenue in Langhorne and find them on the web, irishroverstationhouse.com. And we love being there. It's a, it's always been a lot of fun going up there. Yeah, we were there for our 400th last summer. We're up to 431 now, so maybe we could do 450 this summer and 500 next year. There you go. Sounds good. Hey, Chet, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, we, we kind of went on past the Phillies real quick. Uh, they came to agreement with the broadcasters. So it looks like the team uh, announcers are set for this year. Tom McCarthy and Scott Fransky, as you can see, multi-year contract extensions. Kevin Stocker will be the radio guy along with Larry Anderson. Uh, Greg Murphy will be there. Of course, John Crook will be there on the TV side as well. So uh, good team. Yeah, uh, Crucky was already under contract, but these other guys got extensions, well-deserved. And, you know, I was thinking, Fransky is one of those guys, along with L.A., that you'd never hear anybody criticize. Same with Ray Didinger. Now, T-Mac gets criticized. I don't know why. I think T-Mac does a great job. But Fransky in L.A., there is nobody who dislikes them that I, that I know of. Same with Ray Diddy. Um, they're just, like, universally loved. So yeah, well, and, 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 you know, it's going to be funny because the, the bedlam at the bank is, ne is never going to go away. Uh, yeah. you know, for, for Scott, that's, uh, that, that's going to carry around with him. I, I it won't be, uh, maybe like, the you believe in miracles, <laughs> uh, 43 years ago today, by the way, but bedlam yes. at the bank is, uh, is not going away in Philly lore for sure. And I'm sure Scott Fransky made millions of dollars off of that one phrase. How <laughs> <No. laughs> Michaels sure did. Didn't. Yeah. Al <laughs> Michaels, Michaels did okay. And, and Kevin Stocker, you know, we had him on the show and uh, yeah. Kevin was great on the show. He's a great speaker. He does a good job broadcasting and uh, he'll, he'll be a great addition, a full-time addition to that. Team. I guess you'd call it full-time to that team. Yeah. Now, I, are they still doing Sundays with Schmidt and all that? Is that happening? I, I as haven't far seen as I know, anything. I haven't heard anything to the contrary, so I assume they will be. Uh, you know, as long as Schmidt is in good health. Yeah, I know we had a couple of issues over the last few years, but he's he's okay as far as we know. So, yeah, that's a nice little uh, uh, thing to mix it up on weekends. Yep. yep. And one other thing, backing up to the Eagles, uh, we said we weren't going here. We're going here anyway. What about the tush push? Uh, looks like yeah. they're wanting to ban that. Uh, here's what I say, Chet. If if the Eagles are so good at it that it needs to be banned, maybe they need to ban Patrick Mahomes from throwing a forward pass. <laughs> All of his passes should be behind the line of scrimmage because he's good at it. 
All right. Now, see, this is one thing I'm going to disagree with you on. If you're serious, I don't know. I mean, not about that part, but about the tush push. It doesn't really seem like football to me. It seems more like a rugby thing. And I would actually, even though it would hurt the Eagles, I'd be okay if they did ban the tush push. It just doesn't seem right. You got to stop it. I'm serious. I am dead serious. Next thing you're going to tell me you're happy that they're banning the, the shift. Come on, man. I am happy that they're banning the shift. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, we got plenty to talk about next week because we don't have enough time tonight. Because well, yeah, we're going to have lots of baseball. We know who's in left field summer. for the Phillies this year. It would be you. We will. Uh, we will be <laughs> polling all of our Phillies broadcasters and writers how they feel about the rules changes, about the shift, um, the pitch clock. We'll get their take on all of that. Well, you know what's really funny for me that you you feel that way about the tush push is you're basically telling the other team what you're going to do and you're putting your man against their man and you're kicking their butt. <laughs> you know, it's not a trick play. We're lining up and we are telling you what we're going to do and you aren't good enough to stop it. So yeah. we're going to ban it. Stop that nonsense. Sorry, but I just don't think it's good football and, uh, I'm okay if they do ban it. So we can disagree, Bill. We will uh, disagree forever right. and a day. Yeah, yeah. What's all next? right. What's next? Let's talk about Philly sports sh trips and Sherry's ticket town. And I wanted to ask you, along with Sherry's, uh, there's a new concert I just saw today coming out. Worldwide North America tour of Pink. Are you in on that? I already got my tickets. Yeah, this is a, it's a two-parter thing. They actually uh, announced some of the stadium shows about a month ago, and I will be seeing Pink in September at Citizens Bank Ballpark. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, now there's uh, another leg of that tour. But, yeah, I'm going to see Pink. Uh, Guns N' Roses just announced another world tour. I saw them two years ago, so I'm going to pass on them this time. But uh, and our pal Willie Nile is doing more shows, so I may have to go see Willie Nile in either May or June. He's doing a double bill with Graham Parker, another guy that I like. And then Willie Nile is also celebrating his 75th anniversary. I was there for his 70th five years ago. Now he's doing a 75th birthday concert, not anniversary, 75th birthday concert over in Asbury Park. That's in June, and I'll probably be there. Uh, I, I have a question. How does Pink do all the uh, aerobic or whatever stuff when there's no roof? We're going to find out. because <laughs> she, she said she is doing it. I saw her on uh, one of the talk shows the other day. She said, yeah, there will be all the theatrics again and the high-flying trapeze acts and everything. I think she's a little crazy, but <laughs> she's uh, great. I, I, she's a good entertainer. Uh, she really I is. Yeah, I mean, for somebody that really likes concerts like you do i'm sure uh it's good I, I i like her music but i'm not sure i'm paying how much never mind uh, i don't know it was over 100 a piece i know i think it's about 150 a piece Ooh. she's worth it but you can get tickets 000. at sherry's ticket town notice my segue right there, there you sherry's go. ticket town has tickets available for you for all sporting events the sixers and flyers included and concerts here in the Philly area and elsewhere. Sherry'sTickets.com is easy to use. No hidden fees. The price you see is the price you pay. Pay less and play more with Sherry'sTickets.com. And be sure you use that exclusive promo code EOP10. Don't pay hidden fees. Save 10%. Sherry'sTickets.com also has great hard-to-get theater and concert tickets. 
Remember to use that promo code EOP10, the website, sherrystickets.com. Now, if you want to go to see your Phillies or the Union, well, Phillies Sports Trips has you covered there. Look at some of these trips they have covering up in April, May, and June. Uh, the two spring training tips, trips in March are already sold out, so we're not even going to advertise them anymore. But there's a Phillies trip to Yankee Stadium in April. You can go to the NFL Draft in Kansas City in April. You can go see the Union play in Denver. You can go see the Union across the pond, London and Leeds. You can see the Phillies in Denver. I think that's the same trip as the Union. Um, the ultimate Chicago trip, the Phillies at Wrigley Field. Get all the details. These people are awesome. PhilliesSportsTrips.com. Absolutely. Hey, Chet, just uh, a, a couple comments for you. Um, you know, <laughs> here we go. We got Tellum. We got exactly. We got Shun Bannett. Come on, man. Get with the program. <laughs> hey, speak of my opinion, Bill. Uh, that's all right. We don't have to like it. Hey, yeah. I do have one for you that you didn't mention, and this is uh, this is was not in the paper. I didn't see it, but uh, the passing of the late Conrad Dobler voted the dirtiest oh. player in the NFL for many, many straight years back in the oh, day. Yeah, uh, passed away, I guess, over the weekend, and uh, oh. thanks to Joe Bonder for letting me know that. I didn't see it either. Very... Uh, very little fanfare for for Conrad Dobler. Dirty yeah, player, they always said, but pretty darn good player, too. Played next to Dan player, yeah. Deardorff back in the day, and Deardorff ended up in the Hall of Fame. So yeah. rest in peace to Conrad Dobler. Absolutely. Hey, all right, Chad, as always, D-Line, I'm great guest again tonight. Who's coming to Philly Press Box Radio next week? Well, the Phillies are playing some actual ball games starting this weekend, spring training games, albeit. Uh, so it's going to be time for us to get a lot of great baseball guests on our show over the next few weeks. And we will have one for sure next Wednesday. I'm just not sure exactly who it's going to be yet. Still working on that. But I can tell you we will have a second guest next week, Bill. And I am very excited about this because, as you know, I go to those super cool monster mania cons a couple of times every year. And I've been trying to get this guy on literally for two and a half years since they did a summer show during the pandemic. They did an outdoor show. That's when I first asked him. And I just badgered this guy for the last two and a half years. His name is Dave Hagen. He's a, a Philly native. And uh, after me badgering him, as I said, for these past two and a half years, I have finally convinced him to do the show here the founder and headman at monstermania.com, uh, the great Dave Hagen. It's actually monstermania.net if you want to check their website. They have shows coming up in March and in April, and then three more later this year. I can't wait for this one, Bill, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, I, I hope this is going to be live. No, it'll be pre-taped. Dang. Okay. I want to talk to him. I got, it. I got stuff now. I got to talk to him. I know. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to figure out how to work that in where it's on uh, a time when I can do it. Yeah. All right. Hey, awesome. uh, Flyers. We got to talk Flyers just a minute. They're a Western Canada trip, and it is not going well. They've lost five of the last six. These final twenty three games can't go fast enough. Chet, much work to be done. They need <laughs> goal scores bad. I actually had the game on last night. They played pretty well against a very good Edmonton team for well two and a half periods. 
They led two to one, but then had a few breakdowns in the latter part of the game and a crucial penalty along the way. Just, just couldn't hold down Connor McDavid and company any longer. He's and, really good. Yeah, I mentioned this last week. They <laughs> they lose a lot of close games like this, and that's why they are where they are still, you know, eight points or whatever out of a wild card spot, which it's, it's probably better that they don't get in, to be honest. Trade deadline next Friday, March 3rd. Travis Konechny hurt. I don't know if you got an update on him, how serious it is, but losing day to day upper body is the last thing uh, that I saw. Body injury. Well, and I, did you see the check where he got hurt? He didn't get hit did into not. the boards. It, it was no. kind of like he got hit hard kind of between the shoulder blades and he yeah. went to the ice. He didn't hit anything. No. Uh, when I looked at it, I thought, well, it's not, doesn't look like it should really be that serious of an injury, but maybe it is. Hmm. So who's going to be gone come uh, March 3rd? Well, I think JVR is long overdue to be gone. If yeah. anybody wants I'm surprised. him. I'm surprised uh, he didn't go last year. Right. I think Kevin Hayes is probably going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I don't know. I think they're going to keep as many of these young guys on board as they can. I don't know how they cut, get rid of some of these uh, contracts that uh, for injuries and so forth. I don't know if they can cut these guys uh, loose or not. And and I think one that might be interesting that could actually bring something to them, and there's been some talk about him being moved, is uh, Ivan Provorov. I'm not sure where, where that's going to go. Ah, interesting. And uh, what about, uh, not as far as trade bait, but Sam Erson. We've got a couple of guys in Edge of Philly who just love Sam. All he does is win, Bill. What is he, 6-0 and now? Yeah, well, that's that's what they say. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. They they play well with him in the Nets, but, uh, uh, you know, you probably need to see a little bit more of him against some of the tougher competition than uh, what he's been seeing so far. He's kind of been the rotating rotate guy on rest night so we'll see yeah so hey uh, by the way one other thing uh on hockey that claude Giroux yet i've been kind of keeping an eye on him uh like 53 games i believe it is 50 points um he's almost at a point a game here going down the stretch and uh with with a chance if he stays playing the way he is he's going to hit his 1000th point in his career this year uh nice career for Giroux and uh Keep going. His team's not making the playoffs either. I got to be honest. I have not been keeping tabs on Claude. So uh, good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, let's take another quick break and thank our friends at the PPCC 118 Raz Room. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page so people can take a chance of winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They continue to run out great autograph memorabilia from all the Philly teams and more. Check out their Facebook page, like it or follow it. It's PPCC 118 Raz Room. That's right, PPCC 118 Raz Room on Facebook. And Chad, I can tell you right now, there is a Jason Kelsey and a Jalen Hurts jersey up for Raz um, as we speak. Very nice. All right. Go get them, Razzers. Hey, uh, you know, two years ago when we had Boop on occasionally, uh, he gave me a bunch of envelopes with little like <laughs> trivia questions, whatever. I'm gonna open one out because I still have two left that you I still have them. Okay. So let's see if uh, you and I can solve this. Okay. On December seventh, nineteen eighty, was back when you were in your prime, Bill. Yeah. Harold Carmichael became the Eagles' career receptions leader with four hundred fifty-three. 
Whose record did he break? Now, before you answer, and I don't know the answer, let me think about this. So before Harold Carmichael had the record, uh, I, I have a guess, but I have no idea. What's your guess? Well, my first thought is Tommy McDonald. My second guess is Ben Hawkins. I would say McDonald over Hawkins, but I was... I forgot about uh, McDonald, by the way, to be honest. So I was going to guess Pete Retzlaff, but I don't know if he had that. Yeah, right. good one. Yep, yep. The answer is, according to Boop, the record broken by Harold Carmichael in 1980 was, ah, Pete Retzlaff. There you go. Very good. It's there, trust me. I actually forgot about him. Forgot yeah. about Retzlaff. Pete Very Retzlaff. good. All I've right. still got it, Bill. I've still hey. got it. There you go. I like that stuff. We we put one of them out there every every week if we had two more extra minutes. We're actually going to have Boop on very soon, and I'll tell you why, Bill. Well, two reasons. we got March Madness coming up, and it will be the fifth anniversary of Boop's first visit to our program in March. So Boop will make a return appearance because all the fans love Boop anyway. And and we need to have Boop back for the end of year. Just thank you for joining us all season. Uh, toast. That we, yeah. you know, when Boop kind of went away there, and uh, yeah. we didn't, we didn't get the chance to close out the football season with him, and it was great yeah. having so him. That'll be nice with us, and it was a lot of fun. And don't forget, Philly spring training games begin this weekend. Um, that's going to be cool, and a lot of games, pretty much every day down there. Sometimes two a day because of split squads. So tune in to either the radio or the occasional games that are on. Um, NBC Sports Philly and catch a little Phillies baseball action this spring. Although, don't look for Bryce Harper. Now, I'll uh, leave that up there because what weekend are you here in Florida? Whoop. He went away. He cut out on me. <laughs> oh, cut back in there, pal. Nope, you're not on. I, I can see him, but nobody else can. I don't know what he did. He got the show me was going so well until I just disconnected myself. There you go. Put that <laughs> schedule back up. I want to know what weekend it is you're here and uh, what games are you going to? Uh, if all goes well, I, I'm working on tickets. I have people down there, Bill. I'm working oh, yeah. on tickets for the 17th and 19th. I know the 17th is St. Patrick's Day, and they're going to be extremely difficult to get, but hopefully my friends in high places will help me out. They're actually playing a split squad on on St. Patrick's Day. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, if you, Chet, if you were here on Thursday and they're playing Detroit right here in Lakeland, I know somebody that could hook you up. Ah. I'll have I to got, see what time I, know, I arrive. I know people, too. I will see what time I'll be arriving, and maybe we could uh, meet up. See if we can make that happen. All, All right. right. Anything else we, before we wrap this thing up? Uh, you need to disconnect again or anything? Uh, no, I think we're good. It was such a good show until I disconnected myself. Oh, well. All right. That's it. There's still time, everybody, to go out and celebrate National Margarita Day, so keep that in mind. Wrap it up, Bill. All right. Let's thank tonight's special guest, D. Lynham, our sponsors, the Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com, PPCC, 118 Raz Room, and Dave LaVoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. For Jim Chechesko, this is Bill Furman. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll join Philly Press Box Radio next Wednesday. 
Chet, it will be March the 1st next Wednesday already. Holy cow, at 7 p.m. You can see us live on Facebook. Listen to our website, phillypressboxradio.com, on blogtalkradio.com slash phillypressboxradio, on Google Podcasts, as well as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and all the others. High hopes, Philadelphia sports fans. Happy trails to you. we meet. Love you.